previously on Adequately Advanced Magic. Niklaus, the voices in your head have grown louder and more distinct. And as ghostly Hercules Sirius and you, Niklaus, look on, you can start to make out some of their conversations. One of them is like, oh, he's totally losing it now. It's not It's not going to be long. Another voice goes, oh yeah, he's he's totally going to bite it. Wow. Niklaus, the voices in your head are kind of mean. Another voice suddenly appears in your head, and it goes, Hey, Niklaus, wake up. Niklaus, you feel like you're falling, and as you open your eyes in real life, you realize you are. Uh Uh-oh. You take a look around as you fall in slow motion, and you realize that you're on the edge of a subway platform, falling towards the tracks. A short distance away... A levitating subway train is headed your way. Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. We see a shot of Hirkir, Niklaus, and Sears. The three of you are just casually standing next to the metro platform. Niklaus has tipped over the edge. He's falling towards where, in our world, the, the tracks would be, having essentially just stepped off the platform and is falling in slow motion. A short distance away, we see an incoming metro car. All right, can we make attempts to grab... Niklaus? Or are we so stunned it's too late by the time he's fallen away? So I like fall at normal speed, but as I'm like just out of reach, it switches to (laughs) (laughs) slow-mo. Something like that. And why why did I fall in again? uh, You are having one of those dream sequences and you really disassociated from reality. Ah, okay. That, That was what the entire recap was. Oh, this is actually happening in real life? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, Niklas, what are you thinking about? Niklas sees the, the light of the oncoming metro train, and for a moment he's still disoriented. He's like, am I still dreaming? Is this? No, this feels different. You like His eyes slowly turn, and he sees his friends like slowly reaching out to him with like horror on their faces, and he's like, oh shit. Oh shit. Hikir and Sears, here's a moment for the two of you guys to react. I assume we're... He sound, it sounded like we're all next to each other type thing. So he's going to try and grab Niklaus. And I'm going to try to help by also trying to grab Niklaus. I think I should be the help and not the the main role here. Yep. If it's a split second like, oh shit, my friend's falling into the metro and he's about to die, then yeah, Sirius Sirius wouldn't be like strategic about that. It'd be like, oh god, I mean, oh Tamara. And yeah, she would try to reach out and grab and touch Faith and uh, grab... (laughs) <laughs> Nicholas by the arm or whatever she can grab 
consensually. How exactly would you help Cirrus here? Well, uh, we'd both be grabbing different arms or something like that. Uh, okay. Or I, he grabs him by the scruff of the neck and I've got his ankle, something like that. How about both of you guys roll a athletics check? All right. 11. This is a 13. S- sorry, Roy. Ruh-ro. <laughs> Are we going to open the, the season with uh, Niklaus just <laughs> dying <laughs> yeah. horrifically? Bye, Bye Niklaus. Yep. Listen, it's been a good run, but turns out your friends are incompetent, and <laughs> you just got hit by a train. <laughs> All right. Both Hirkir and Sirius, the two of you reach out towards Niklaus to try and keep him from falling, and Sirius, you just, like, the tips of your fingers touch mm-hmm. Niklaus's collar. Hirkir, you try to grab his 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 ankle, <laughs> and his pants just slip out of your hands curses. And now it's Niklaus's turn to react. Niklaus's arms are flailing. He does see his <laughs> friends try to reach out for him, but can't. he can't manage to grab them quick enough. Does he land, or is he still midair? You're still midair. How far away is the train? Uh, say like 30 feet. Oof. And how fast is it moving? <laughs> 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 and where is it where is it coming from All and right. where is this destination? <laughs> Alright, stop stop the podcast. <laughs> uh it's coming at you at sixty miles per hour. Alright, so let's see. Six thirty feet divided by sixty miles an hour. <laughs> what are you That's about to do to what are you point, going to do this train, Roy? Point point three four seconds before it hits me. So a third of a second. I don't have time to hit the ground and get underneath it. That's unfortunate. I mean, at this point, I think the only thing that Niklaus could do to save himself is try to use Misty Step. Now, normally in action, it says duration instantaneous, so that should be okay. So Niklaus will attempt to Misty Step back onto the uh, the ledge next to his friends. He attempts to cast Misty Step. <clears throat> the Metro Train rushes on towards you. And at the very last second, as you basically almost feel cold metal contacting your body, you ungracefully misty step back onto the platform. I think for flavor we could say that I teleport into like a heap instead of onto <laughs> my feet. You actually slide across the floor a little bit. Like it, I misdid the, the velocity vector? <laughs> yeah. And then your, your face just squeaks against the, the dirty floors. Ow! Whoa, you alright? Uh, this floor has not been cleaning in a long time. Other than that, I'm fine. And yet you split across it like it were freshly... Uh... It's greased up. <laughs> oh, we lost Niklaus! No! Sirius, oh, oh, oh. I'm over here. What? <laughs> how? What? How did How did you not get, like, exploded into a bloody mess? Niklaus, like, rolls over on his back. It's kind of like just laying for a second. I, do the, I did the thing where I, I step you know, through the mist. Uh, that's some quick thinking. How did this happen at all? <sighs> that's a great question. He kind of like gets up on his elbows and like sits up, stands up. Just like I don't really remember us coming here. I just remember starting to fall. I go over to Niklaus and I'm going to do 
Well, so mechanically, I want to do a medicine check on Niklaus. And by that, like, in character, Cirrus is trying to, like, kind of, like, identify and see if there's any signs of, like, not a concussion, but just see if he's, like, okay. Like, what he said sounded very concerning. They didn't remember what happened, and all of a sudden, he was just falling. Yeah, go ahead and do a medicine check. She's like, are you okay? Oh, I have negative one to medicine checks, actually, so this is not going to go well. <laughs> Should have been me. It's a 10. You see no outward signs of physical trauma, except for maybe, like, some rug burn. Ooh. Like, floor, <clears throat> floor burn? <laughs> Street rash, I think they call that. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> That's about it, though. Meanwhile, Constance, Alistair, and Tiger run up to you. Oh, they're all there, too? Yep. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Everybody it's, saw it. It's really the psychic damage that is <laughs> the, the, the most harmful. The humiliation. Yeah. <laughs> Emotional damage. Um, Season three, uh, Niklaus goes uh, to therapy. Tiger's like, hey, are you, are you okay? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. How many uh, fingers am I holding up? I hold up three fingers. You're holding up four fingers. Oh, no. Uh, maybe he's not it's strong a, enough to joke. make the journey it's a, with it's us. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. I look at him very concerned. I think I think at this point, Niklaus probably catches like a, a glimpse of himself in like a, a mirror or like piece of glass and just, like realizes he's disheveled and will precipitate himself. Hot. He's a bit vain. Yeah. As you look at your reflection, you also realize that this is not a dream. The three of you see a police officer come over to the group. With one hand sort of resting on his holster, he says, Everything all right here? Yeah, I, th I think so. The cost pulls out his Metro Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Flashes it. Okay, just, just, just a warning. If you kill yourself here, you owe the company 40,000 gold. Mm, uh, th thank you, sir. That We're, we're fine. But Cyrus kind of like looks away from the police officer. He heads off. Is, is Niklaus up? Or can yeah. I help him? Okay. So what is, what is, uh, Cyrus is no longer wearing her uniform, right? So. Cyrus is wearing a, uh, a uniform that she's modified herself slightly. Like it taking the patches off? It kind of looks like a police uniform, but instead of Falcon's Reach Police Department, she's sort of like taken off the part that says police department and it just says like Falcon's Reach on it. Uh, she's here to protect the people. Whether or not she's part of a police department or not. Nice. Yeah, but she still has, like, the, the armored vest and the, like, the police looking, police officer looking clothes. It's just not an official and probably not sanctioned outfit. I was about to say, is there, are there laws against impersonating a police officer? The, yeah. Probably pretty strict ones, too. She's, she's technically a police officer, just a suspended one. <laughs> Let's run down that rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> See how that goes for us. She was suspended with or without pay. I can't remember. Without it was pay. Without pay. Oh, so you really fucked up. Sarah <laughs> <laughs> hasn't shared this with with uh with Nicholas or here yet because it's very like upset. Uh, she's she feels very like weird about it. In the distance, another train pulls up, and Tiger says. Oh, hey, that's that's our train to Elyon. Hold on. Let me do you a favor here, Joey, real quick. All right. Hold on. I'm going to pull up the map of the uh, Falcon's Reach that you can find on Adequately Advanced Magic to see where Elyon is. It's south of Candleloon. Sorry, the Adequately Advanced Magic website at www.adequatelyadvancedmagic.com. 
And we're coming from Canaloon, right? Yep. So it's slightly southeast. So if you're on a train going from Canaloon to Elyon, traveling 60 miles an hour. <laughs> and another train going from Elyon to Canaloon passes you. What happens? It has to stop because someone spent $40,000 to sue that side themselves. Which train will arrive first? Uh, it depends <laughs> on if goblins show up with uh, their catapults and giant semi truck. Math. <laughs> All right. To the train. Yeah. Tiger, Constance, and Alistair, they do a quick, quick jog, fast walk, <laughs> rabbit sprint. Does the train like show up for like a point five seconds? Open and yeah, close it and go. It's very fast. <laughs> yeah. All right. It doesn't even stop. It just slows down to like walking <laughs> speed. And the next one doesn't come for like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, that that's canon now. <laughs> they they jump into the train. The I metric car. The train they too. can make it even more efficient. You know how like airports have those uh, treadmill walkways, so you could have one that goes parallel with the train that you like. Oh my god! Progressively get on so that the train doesn't have to slow down as much. Mm. Every every train trip an adventure. <laughs> we we can go with that. That's canon now too. Oh jeez. Nice. Anyway, now I'm getting stressed out, so I get on the train <laughs> <laughs> before it gets worse. Before we get left behind, <laughs> and you're chased by tigers because that will speed you up too. <laughs> and there's a moat filled with alligators around the train. <laughs> But no doors, see? <laughs> no, no doors. doors. <laughs> it's yeah, just nobody carry a special Next. pike that you stab into the side of the train. Dexterity <laughs> saving throw to get on a train. Yeah, if I do a dexterity constitution strength saving throw. All right. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm, I'm, that, that's a joke. Oh, I got a nat <laughs> 20, so I, 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 uh, I acrobat myself <laughs> onto the train. You are now the train. Yeah. Get on, everybody. Choo-choo. <laughs> The three of you get onto the levitating walkway that matches the speed of the train. It just slows down. It's just really fast. <laughs> it's still pretty fast. This is brand new for Herc here, so he's not. <laughs> uh, you guys find one of like the doors to enter, and you follow Constance, Tiger, and Alistair inside. It's just like the trip to Canaloon will take three hours. There are no restrooms on the train. <laughs> Restrooms cost 50 gold. <laughs> cheaper still than cheaper, uh, still cheaper the than the elevator. Yeah. <laughs> the train you get in is relatively sparse. There's not a whole lot of people here, and the train heads off. The little handholds hanging from the bars swing. Constance and Alistair take a seat. Tiger, technically, he's sitting everywhere. Everywhere and nowhere. Sure, I sit down too. Here, here, Niklas, what do you guys do? Is it the type of train where the seats face forward, or the type of metro where, like, the seats face inner? In? They face towards the inside. Okay. Niklas just finds a seat, gets comfortable. Herkir finds a seat as fast as he can, uncertain about walking on this moving vehicle. Is there a food and drink service? There is, but it's exorbitantly expensive. Good to know. I'll keep that in mind. Tiger jumps into Constance's lap, and they're just sort of, like, chatting. That's very adorable. Constance scritches behind his beanie slash ears. Oh. Oh. My heart. Eventually, he heads over to the three of you, and he says to Niklaus, Hey, are, are you doing okay? Sort of a weird place to take a fall. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I just kind of lost sense of where I was for a moment. Like, are all the NPCs just, like, <laughs> occasionally glancing at Nicholas? Yeah. Warily. As Tiger asks you how you are, you sort of think to yourself, What a wonderful world. What a wonderful world. <laughs> That I may no longer be part of. <laughs> no. Uh, the voices in your head have gotten considerably worse since the fight at the plaza. But even before then, you were already seeing things. The class kind of like crosses his arms and leans back and closes his eyes as he tries to rein in the, the voices. Because he always hears them through this, usually in the background. He's noticed that they've been more insistent, more violent, more difficult to ignore, and more painful. So it just takes a few minutes to try to find calm again. Tiger's like, alright, good talk. <laughs> Have you guys ever been to Elyon before? I haven't. Mm, not really. We did like a training drill with a with a squad from, from Elyon and Yeah, you know, they said they said it was a nice place, but no, I've never really been outside of Canaloon. What about you, Tiger? Yeah, we've been we've been there before. We're actually uh we have a contact there and we're gonna set up at their place. Oh. Uh what's it like over there? It's it's a sight, I guess. <laughs> what do you what do you mean by that? Well, take a look. He hops up onto your shoulder and looks out the window. I take a look, as he suggests. As the train heads south, you take a look outside, and you see the the shops and stores of the commercial Cantaloon district slowly transform into a complex network of pipes and Magitech lines, which snake among numerous low-lying factories and steam stacks, which themselves billow a dark purple smoke into the air. Is it magic smoke? <laughs> yes. <laughs> In the distance, you see a trifecta of some 80-floor tall arcologies. Oh boy, I have a bad feeling about this. Each of which have this sort of weird twisty shape capped by what appears to be a fancy penthouse section on top. It's four layers of security between you and that penthouse. (laughs) Each of the arcologies are named. You see a dim, flickering... Magic text sign for each. One says rejuvenation, another says revival, and the third says renewal. Each one flickers dimly and erratically. You also see Falcoco Tower. Is it bigger or smaller than the Arcologies? It is bigger. Oh boy. It's a round skyscraper built around the singular gigantic smokestack, which itself is also emitting the same dark purple smoke. Right. This is the Magitite place, right? Yeah. This is the Magitite energy. district. Falcoco. Falcoco. Focuses Falco. on energy and Magitite. Falcoco puffs. So that's they <laughs> creating or, or mining the energy that powers Magitech. And spew purple smoke into the sky, which is probably not harmful to anyone. Those are the Falcoco puffs. <laughs> <laughs> it's the magic smoke. <laughs> this is where they make it. This is where the magic smoke comes from. The three of you turn back inside. Or I guess you can keep looking if you want. Hercus is going to continue looking. This is brand new to him. 
What do we know about Magitite extraction or how like, I guess what relevant information about this area do we know about in relation to like how Magitite is produced, if that makes sense? Go ahead and do a history check. Do I, do I, am I good at history? Probably not. History is <laughs> plus, plus zero. It's not bad, but not good. Five. They, yeah, Sirius does not pay attention to the, uh, to the geographic background section in police training. <laughs> Did uh, Niklaus ever do any uh, work in Elyon while he was tenured at Valdivian? Mm. Any conferences? You probably worked on some collab projects, cross cross corporation projects at some point. But your knowledge of the Magitech and Magitype process is not particularly strong. It's that one commercial they showed, in, or not commercial, like animated video they showed in school. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like with the shitty, <laughs> shitty, like 1970s it's animation. It's like, uh, yes. what is it? The, uh, what was it called? The Bill? Oh, the oh, School House Capitol Rock. Hill. House Rock. Yeah, the Bill on Capitol Hill. Yeah. You think back to the song. That you, of the, the, of the Magitite illusion, song. Yeah. <laughs> teaching kids about how Magitite and Magitech is processed and you realize that the song doesn't really uh, I guess both you and Sirius think back on this and you realize that the entire process is a very closely guarded corporate secret you don't know anything about it the song's just like we won't tell you we won't tell you <laughs> just don't worry about it <laughs> everything's fine if you try and find out we'll kill you yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Klaus will kind of like um, open his eyes again, take in the view that he, he's seen before, so it's it's not completely un- unknown to him. Uh, he'll turn to Tiger and he'll ask him, so where's our destination here? Our contact is in uh, that arcology over there. Rejuvenation. Yeah, the, the RE flickers off for a hot second. It just says juvenation. We'll set up a base there and then figure out where to go from there. Sounds good. Well, we'll have a group briefing. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. And you said we have a place to stay there? Yeah, we're staying with someone who we've uh, helped out before. Oh. He's a, he's a character. What do, you, what do you mean by that? It's probably better that I let you find out yourselves. But I want to know now. <laughs> <laughs> He leaves. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is very this is very aggressive and I don't feel comfortable here anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is no longer a safe space. You've lost one heart with Tiger. No. <laughs> You're too impatient. <laughs> Serious is sad whole, now. This this whole podcast becomes like a dating sim now. <laughs> well, you know, Tiger's a bust, but there's always oh, what's the guy's name? Uh, That's not gonna help. <laughs> <laughs> the elf guy. <laughs> Hortense? No, the guy with us now. Oh, I don't remember his name. <laughs> you don't remember his name either. Alistair. 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 I, That's I right. literally said it three times. I know. Yep. <laughs> Didn't stick. I can remember for some reason when you name characters like Sarah and Jake, but I can't remember names like Alistair. <laughs> what does it say about me? Alright. Anywho. Sirius I mean Sirius doesn't really have anything to say, but she does like continue to look at Niklas with some concern. 
Herc here is mesmerized by the scenery going by. Uh, what does Niklaus do? Listen to the voices, Niklaus. They're like, you probably left the oven on, Niklaus. All your stuff is going to burn. <laughs> did you forget to take the trash out? You probably did. <laughs> That's not voices, it's just anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Does, does Niklaus feel unnerved from his brush with death? Mm, yeah, you do. Niklaus, when no one's really paying attention, will take a moment and will cast mage armor on himself because it makes him feel better. And it lasts for eight hours. Yeah, you shimmer. About an hour later, the metro train arrives at the station for rejuvenation. Rejuvenation. Uh. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Mitchell, and I play Cirrus on the main campaign in the podcast. I want to give a special shout out to our patrons. If you want to join our Patreon and earn special membership benefits, you can find it at patreon.com slash adequately advanced magic. Also, check out our social media at AA Magic Pod. You can find us on Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Please feel free to share the podcast with your friends or family if you think they'd be interested in listening. It really helps us out. Now join us as Hirkir, Niklaus, and Cirrus continue their adventures in Elyon. The group arrives at Rejuvenation, and after a short walk from the metro, you arrive in the lobby. As the three of you look up, you see all 80 floors. There's like an empty space in the center that leads up all the way to the top. How big around is it? Like circumference, or the, the inter- inner space, like we go into the lobby, we're looking up, like how big is this tower? wide i guess it's It's about 500 meters wide Oof. okay sounds big it's tiny it is quite large (laughs) only only roy is unimpressed how how big would it have to be for you to be impressed roy it's pretty bustling inside as the three of you take a look around you see that the denizens of this particular arcology are mostly dwarves, though other races and species are present. Despite its name, the inside appears to be dilapidated and aging. Every now and then you can see some disconnected magitite wires shooting sparks out. Trash lines the walls, some of it having been there for an extremely long amount of time. In the center there is a Illusion Magitech directory that occasionally flickers on and off. Um, Tiger, what are, what are we looking for here? Uh, well, our contacts should be on the residential floors. Cirrus goes to the, to the directory to find the residential floors. You take a look at the directory. You see that there's multiple layers to the arcology. On the top are the penthouse floors. Underneath that are the management floors. And then the entertainment floors. The market floors. 
the residential floors, and then the maintenance floors. Oh my. That's a lot of floors. Seems like maybe the, the people in the maintenance floors are on vacation. Probably understaffed for a facility of this size. Who owns the archaeology? Who owns this sort of thing? Kirker, you take a look and you see that behind any time that rejuvenation is mentioned, it says, Homes provided by Falcoco. Huh. And go ahead and roll a history check. That's a big old 11. Yeah. You figure that these arcologies are probably mostly used to house Falcoco workers who work in the various factories and other subsidiaries located throughout Elyon. Tiger says, I think there's an elevator over there. All right, how much is it going to cost? <laughs> <laughs> Alistair graciously pays for everybody. Can he afford it? Somehow, yes. Wow, such a generous man. I suspect you, you don't get into philanthropic law in this, in this world without having uh, some bank. You'd be surprised. <laughs> okay alright and the group heads up towards the residential floors the elevator stops on floor 21 Alistair and Tiger lead the group towards one of the apartments and Alistair knocks on the door the three of you hear music coming from inside that promptly stops after the knock and you hear tiny footsteps head towards the door as the door opens, you see a small tabaxi. He's carrying a guitar and is wearing a cape and MC Hammer pants. They're called parachute pants? Also known as parachute pants. The tabaxi opens the door and does a dramatic bow as he welcomes everybody in. He says, Hello. My name's Paul Paul. Oh no! Paw paw. Paw paw. Can you spell that? <laughs> it's P A W. P A W. Hi, Paw Paw. My name is Cirrus Alanis, and I extend a hand to shake his hand. Pleasure meeting you, pretty lady. Cirrus blushes a little bit. Paw Paw kisses your hand, and he says, Allow me to play. The song of my people. I'm <laughs> 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 apple bottom jeans. <laughs> <laughs> and he plays a song. Like he he just goes into it and ignores everybody for the entire five minute duration. <laughs> Everybody's standing there. <laughs> Everybody's just like, um Is it at least a good song? It's a pretty good song. Alright. It's catchy. We stand there sort of smiling like a little awkwardly and yeah. kind of look glancing at each other every so often. Hercules checking out the room. What's 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 he see? What's it look like? You see that the apartment is relatively small. It's going to be pretty cramped with all these people here. On one of the walls, it's basically just an entire wall of liquor on shelves. On another wall, you see old photos with presumably famous people. And go ahead and do a quick investigate check. Eleven. You notice that in one or two of the photos that there's people, like, pasted in. <laughs> Interesting. Nice. Papa finally finishes his song, and he says, 
My name's Pa Pa. <laughs> nice to meet you. Let me show you where y'all will be staying. Uh, that was that was something. Okay. Hercure follows Lay Tabaxi. Yeah. Papa shows Alistair and Tiger into what appears to be a very cluttered office filled with sheet music and a cat sized Cocobolo desk. I thought you were going to say litter box there for a minute. <laughs> this is where Papa goes to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> this here's my restroom. <laughs> you can use it if you want. <laughs> you can use it if you want. Papa meanwhile shows you guys plus Constance into another room, a spare room, that is really just filled with pictures of him. <laughs> along with a couple of musical instruments that are mounted on the wall. This here's where y'all will be staying. Looks good. Thanks, Papa. No problem. Thank you so much for your kind hospitality, sir. Can I play you a song? Maybe later. You already played one. He starts playing a song. (laughs) Five minutes pass. (laughs) He's actually playing, like, flamenco. And then just following you guys around it's like (laughs) is this weird to anybody else or oh a little bit he's pretty good though yeah he is pretty good like i'm not angry about it but it's a little bit weird it is a little bit weird tiger pops in and he says all right whenever you guys are settled in how about we have our meeting all right sounds good to me he heads back into the office Alright, I drop my stuff off in the room. Yes. Yeah, meanwhile, Pawpaw is just playing flamenco behind you. Now I'm looking at flamenco. You're in for a treat. Is it all six of us in the in that room? Pawpaw has his own room. No, I mean, like, everyone except Pawpaw? It seems like Alistair and Tiger are going to set up in the office. Ah, uh, okay. And Constance? Uh, Constance is joining you guys. Okay. So the current situation is Alistair and Tiger are going to stay in the office... Pawpaw has his own master bedroom somewhere. Take a look around. It's actually just like a cat bed. Nice. And the three of you guys, plus Constance, are going to stay in the spare room. Is there enough room for all of us in the spare room? It's pretty crowded, but... We'll be warm, at least. Okay. That's true. For those cold Elyon nights. Yep. Cirrus is as settled in as as, uh, she is going to get. Uh, How about you, Niklaus and Kirkir? Yeah, he'll just, you know, drop his stuff down and head off to the meeting. Yeah, he just, uh, Nicholas just picks out a spot, kind of stores his stuff, gets ready for the meeting. Yep. The group gathers in Papa's office. Alistair stands up and he says, All right, let's get down to business. To defeat Someone always the has to say <laughs> As you all know, we're here to try to find this secret office of arcane right which performed these experiments on you that enabled you to be able to use magic while you guys were dealing with the plaza situation tiger and i have been conducting our own investigation he pulls out a file folder as you may remember tiger found kirkir and niklaus and jack in a floating research station Oh, you mean that guy who died? Yes, our friend who died. 
The way we found out about this station is that we received a tip, an anonymous tip, that we've now been able to trace back to a certain Rudiger Nigrim. That's R-U-D-I-G-E-R-N-I-I-G-R-I-M. Uh, he flips open the file folder, revealing a picture of a very nerdy-looking gnome wearing a doctor's coat. Huh. Mm-hmm. Is he uh, related to the Arcane Project, then? I believe so. Since then, we've attempted to establish contact with Mr. Negrim here, but he appears to be missing. I believe Negr Mr. Negrim is our best bet in finding Arcane's secret office. His last known residence is here, in Rejuvenation. Do we know where in the Arcology it is? Yeah. Inside the file is an address. It lists Rudiger's apartment as being on the 25th floor. If you would be so kind as to investigate the whereabouts of Rudiger, Tiger and I will gather information on Rania. Does that work for everybody? I think so. Hercule looks at his companions. Yes, we believe Rania out at some point resided in Elyon. Aha. Uh -huh. Interesting. So this was the person that you two encountered on the train, right? Yeah, and you saw the aftermath of uh, what she did to Arcane's offices. Yes, that this individual sounds highly dangerous. She summoned a demon. Yes, and people shouldn't be able to do that. They, I mean, you have to use demon summoning responsibly, but <laughs> it's like the it's like the Second Amendment here—the right to summon demons. <laughs> yeah. But uh, her actions directly led to the death of, of Jack. So, okay, sounds sounds like we have. Some leads we can follow up on. Should we just uh, head on up then? I mean, that's. Do we have anything else to follow on on Rudiger? Just his. Uh, I mean, the apartment, right? Just his apartment is all we've got to go on right now. Well, it's just four, four floors up. We can walk that. Alistair says, "Yes, I do believe he may have some family in this arcology." You, you already checked his apartment. He wasn't there. We've attempted to establish contact, but there's been no response. Have you gone into the apartment? No. Okay, we'll that, start with that, there. That would be against the law. Right, that's what you need us for. I understand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I mean, our job's pretty cut for cut. Straightforward. S straightforward. Cut and dry. Straight cut. Oh. Straight cut, cut and dry. And forward. <laughs> Straight cut <laughs> and forward. But we'll probably be done in the next hour, so... I mean, I don't see how it could possibly be more difficult than just going to the room, right? We'll be back in Cantaloon by dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> then we can help you with uh, Rania. Sounds good. Alistair, Tiger, if you don't mind my asking, you're doing an awful lot to help us out with this. Is What is your interest in this? all of this exactly? Alistair responds, I believe Arcane and Rania could pose an existential threat to this city and its citizens. Wow. Hercules' eyes go wide. You really, you really think so? Yes. People summoning de demons everywhere does sound bad. Well, then you can count on my support. Is this the part we all pull our, our musketeer swords and 
Say one for all, all for one. You have my sword. <laughs> Curiously, Papa does have a couple mounted on the wall. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, he's still like jamming his flamenco music. Yeah, so, so like, what's the deal with this guy? My name's Paul. Paul. As he continues to strum on his guitar. Okay, and how do you know Alistair and Tiger? We helped each other out back in the day. I see. And in such a... And you're so grateful that you're letting us stay with you. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I need no further details. <laughs> or clarifications. Great. Cool. Let me play you a song of your people of my people so so you're like a like a musician or something he plays a song of his people okay <laughs> i guess we should check out the apartment all right yeah let's head upstairs all right now, now you guys we don't technically have a warrant to do this Sh should we maybe go get one but we're just gonna knock you know warrant to knock that's fair that makes sense also, we're not cops. Oh, so we're we're just breaking and entering. But we're knocking. Oh, right, yes. Is this a capital knock? Capital K knock or a lowercase no, K? No, it's knock? a very normal kind of knock. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, well, not Nicholas. Yeah, yeah Nicholas's right. plan is if no one answers, is like, well, he might be in danger. In the cases of someone in danger, they're exigent emergency. You know, you have to right see if there's uh, something we can need to do to rescue them. It all checks out to me. All right, cool. We make our way to the 25th floor for this nerdy-ass gnome. Constance stays behind to help out Alistair and Tiger, and the three of you guys head out. After a short climb of stairs, the three of you arrive on the 25th floor, and you head to the apartment of Rudiger Negro. Hi everyone, it's Jeremiah. I play Hirakir on Adequately Advanced Magic. Thanks for listening to another episode. For more information on the campaign, please check out our website at www.adequatelyadvancedmagic.com. You can also follow along on Twitter at twitter.com slash aamagicpod. We'll see you next time when our heroes delve into the unknown of Rudiger Negrum's apartment. Apartment.